Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome to Podcast Sunday. It is Mother's Day. And what a beautiful day it is here. So sunny and warm. I've spent 80% of the day outside today. First, a long hike with a local friend, which was so nice. And the rest of the day, really just home outside with my little girls and Rumi, moving chickens to a new nest, cleaning up the yard, just watching them play. It's really been a day beyond words, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm also just teeming with so much excitement around the project that will be this amazing place to birth here in Kentucky. It's totally not an accident that a huge piece feels like it's come in here and it's Mother's Day and it's May and it's spring. Everything that feels alive and with vital energy. I'll have more to say about this amazing vision that I shared just last week, I think. I think it was just last week, if not two weeks ago. It hasn't been very long since I put out the 12-minute podcast on this vision for an indie birth birthplace, a birth center, a place for our students to learn and receive new skills as well. And I have to say, it is just magic once again what has started to rearrange itself in the universe for this to happen. So if you have something you've been wanting to manifest, to see happen, to work on, something really exciting that you have been wanting to give your energy to and you're not quite sure how to start, here's my humble suggestion. Just make a podcast about it. (laughs) Kidding. But put it out there. Put it out there to the universe in the ways that you would, that feel good to you. But there was something major, something so major about me making that podcast and getting it out. And it could be just my own words kind of reverberating out there in the universe. Or it could be that it was nice to pass around and have people listen to and have lots of ideas start coming back. So all kinds of property listings and land listings have been sent our way. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, which you probably do if you're listening today, then I'm going to share with you some new information that will be revealed to everyone publicly as the weeks here go on. But we have found what we think is the most perfect location and property for this birthplace, I don't know what else to call it, 
Uh, we were, were calling it a retreat center for so long, and I think that's still true in the idea. Uh, we've tried to kind of give it a name, and I'll share that in a minute. But this amazing property here has appeared not far from where I live, here in the beautiful green hills of Kentucky. Uh, it is currently a bed and breakfast, and it is for sale. So again, as time goes on, I'm sure you'll see the listing if you haven't already. I've shared it a couple of places, just in hopes that our nearest and dearest people, and you might be one, might hold the vision for us specifically with this property. The property is ready to go and would be the most beautiful and fantastic place to birth and attend births. It is on 300 acres of beautiful land has its own water source, organic gardens, and is set up for birthing right now. A bunch of cabins that are already plumbed and I think even have tiny kitchens. And from what I understand, a main house that has two kitchens that would be a perfect beginning. A perfect beginning to this very large vision that is slowly starting to come into focus and include more people and like I said, this specific property, the minute I saw it, and I can't remember who sent it, um, but I knew it was it. I knew it was it. And everything I had been looking at that had gotten my interest just fell away. And it became clear that a ready to go property is really what we're after. So I know I was purposely vague on the 12 minute podcast with the vision because I was really just staying open to whatever might come. But after talk with other people on the team, and again, seeing this bed and breakfast property here in Kentucky, um, the listing at least, I haven't seen it in person yet. I know this is the place. And if it's not the place, then something else will appear that's pretty darn close. But I am pretty convinced as much as I can be that this is the location for what we will call the Indie Birth Institute. And that's a more formal name than perhaps someone out there was expecting, some of you. Uh, the Indie Birth Midwifery Institute, excuse me, I'm kind of looking at it on the page here. Although I think, yeah, I think the website will reflect the former. But anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, we wanted a more formal name on purpose. Because yes, this will be glorious and beautiful to birth in the forest, essentially, with amazing people in attendance, with a really beautiful way of supporting women and families with nourishment and all of the things that I've talked about already. This is all possible. And I think even more, even more is possible with this particular property. We can really grow into it and make it just a retreat, you know, a secluded place for people to come birth that feels really homey and warm and nourishing and earthy and all of the good things. But we wanted a more formal name to go forward because we are looking at attracting some major funds. So this property is 3.5 million. So hold on to your hats there. Um, I've gotten kind of used to the whole thing. I don't know, sounds pretty doable to me at this point. But yes, that is a significant amount. And we are looking forward to sharing more, uh, sharing a new website, sharing all of the information that we have about our side 
why we're doing this, the team, what we'll offer, all of the things, including a really beautiful trailer that my husband made in kind of advertising this idea. And once that's ready, believe me, you'll know and everybody will know because we will ask very wholeheartedly for you to share this new website uh, so that we can attract the funding or the gift or the benefactor or whatever, whatever may come our way to make this a reality. That's super exciting news, according to me, because it's been many years, many, many, many years that this has been in my vision, but it hasn't been clear. And if you know me in real life or, you know, you've kind of been paying attention to all of the podcasts and all the Midwife Mondays and everything that comes out of my mouth, you'll know that I've been talking about this for a long time. And I was experiencing a decent amount of frustration because it felt like it was just never going to happen. But yet here we are talking about it and wanting it. And it was like, what is the way to go? What is the step? And now, of course, as it's coming into vision, more clearly, I can see that there were certain things that needed to happen uh, before we could get to this point, which is so exciting to just have the clarity on the type of property. Even if this particular property weren't to work out, we have clarity now. Okay, this is what we're looking for. We're not looking for land. We're not interested in building from scratch because that will cost a lot, probably more than this property would even cost, you know, turnkey. And it's just time. And none of us on this team are really wanting to wait. We don't want to wait two years. We don't want to wait five years to get this going. So it feels really crucial that around May 1st, there was an eclipse as well, that the information about this property came in. It was, seems like, just the right thing. We have Dr. Stu on board, as many of you know, and that really wouldn't have happened had we not been able to meet in person this last month. Um, Nathan Riley, my one of my best friends um, ever, is on board now, and, and he was aware, of course, of this idea, and we had each had our own slightly different vision, and here we are coming together to make this a reality at this location for now with our school, the Indie Birth Midwifery School, as a major focus. So again, yes, this will be open to births as soon as this all becomes a reality in this reality. And we will specialize in breech births um, and breech training for our students and perhaps other practitioners, midwives that would like to come. But this will also be a primary focus for apprenticeship training with our students. We get questions every day from people that our, are our students and people that aren't even our students. They want to know, how do I get training? How do I get hands-on learning? And I'm going to launch into kind of a monologue today about a different but related topic that does talk about that, you know, why it's important that we have hands-on skills, even though for most of you that know our work, that know me, have seen birth videos, have been to a free workshop, are in 13 moons, any of the ways that you would have close access to the kind of births we're attending, you could also attest to the fact that 98% of the time, we do nothing. But we know when to do, and we know when not to do. And that is the crux of the Indie Birth Midwifery School. There's a lot to know, there's a lot of knowledge, and then we also put it on the back burner when things are fine. 
and normal, which is most of the time. So I definitely want to talk about that more today, just because I think in the light of this Indie Birth Institute um, being formulated, it's really important to keep talking for me to keep sharing my truth about all of this, um, since so many of those beliefs, this philosophy is what this place is going to be built on. This is not a birth center by any other definition. This is not like any other school, any other place that has ever been done to my knowledge here on planet Earth (laughs) up to this point. So it's going to be a very unique place. And it just feels important to keep talking about what we believe and putting it out there. Because there's no way for people to resonate or not with us with our mission, if they're not super clear on what that is. That's the exciting news. That's the 12 minute once again, update about this Indie Birth Institute, about this actual location to birth. And just to repeat myself, I will be sharing the website. We will be all sharing this, uh, Dr. Stu, Nathan, some of the other midwives that we have involved, and we will be going full steam ahead. And for that, we ask your support to share, 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 get it in front of everybody that has ever cared about birth Um, especially people that have the financial means to perhaps be a part of this or contribute or gift or whatever it is. We know that our community is strong. And again, it makes perfect sense now that this would only happen now when Indie Birth has been chugging along for a decade. And I've been chugging along as a midwife for 15 years or more. And Margot has been chugging along as a midwife for the last six years. You know, there's a reason that this didn't happen that long ago. It wasn't time. And the way I see it, and maybe this isn't the only way to see it, but we've put in so much time. We've put in our equity with the world in a great way, I think. We've shared ourselves, we've shared our stories, we've shared our teaching, we've shared our time, um, you know, 200 plus episodes of podcasts out there. So in other words, I'm saying I think we've built up a really solid community and platform. Many of you are a part of that. And I'm so grateful because a project of this magnitude, I know, would not happen, or it would be a million times harder to make this happen if we just kind of were brand new, or came out of nowhere, there might still be support for it. But we have support all over the world. And I am really, really relying on that in (laughs) the best way going forward for this project, that all of you out there that maybe haven't contributed in any kind of way, because you didn't know how, um, all of the people that I work with locally, that have been gifted midwifery services, uh, this is the time This is the time, if you're grateful, to give back. And I don't even mean necessarily in a dollar. So we may be accepting donations. We're not quite clear on that yet. What I actually mean is if you've been touched by our work, we just hope you'll share our mission and the possibility of this place happening here with this institute. So I'm getting ahead of myself because I don't have that for you to share yet just giving people heads up because that is the community. That is community. That is what we will need to make this happen. So pat yourself on the back. If you're one of those people, get ready to share this, get your email list ready. 
uh, get your in-person list ready. <laughs> and when it's ready to go, we'll let you know. And then we're going to blast it out. We're going to blast it out, hopefully, around the full moon here in May. May 16th or so is my hope. There's also an eclipse then. So I think there'll be really powerful energy to propel this into the world and to see what comes back. So enough about that for now, even though I probably could keep talking for quite some time about the whole thing, just because I obviously am so excited and I'm so motivated and I'm so ready. I'm so ready to see this happen. And again, so thrilled that I have colleagues now that are also ready and waiting for this to happen. It feels so good. All right. Well, apologies if you hear good old henna. I am home for all the reasons stated. Just was too beautiful to sit in an office today. Oh, henna. That must mean my kids are on their way home. I bet that's what that means. She can hear them miles away. Okay, so what I wanted to do today, just briefly, I don't know that this will take more than 15 or 20 minutes, although who knows. I was going to simply reread, or perhaps in some of your cases, read, if you haven't heard it, a post I made on Instagram just a couple of days ago. I think I said what I wanted to say in the post. So on one hand, I could just read it <laughs> and let you go. But because you're listening and because you have me here and because I always have more to say, I'll probably elaborate on the post itself and just let it be. But it's feeling really important, like I said, in light of this Indie Birth Institute to really make it known what our beliefs are. And as I say in the post, there is no wrong or right. It's really just me putting forth this energy so that the right people, whether you're someone that's going to birth at this place, whether you're someone that wants to be a midwife and come to our school, that we're all in the right place. That's all. Um, it's not meant to necessarily be overly critical of other things happening in the world, although I can't help but address them. So you'll hear that as well, that there are definitely other beliefs and realities happening. And I can't control that. I don't control that. It will just be what it is. But I am allowed to comment on it, especially on my own podcast. So I'm going to read the post. There are people out there who say you don't need to know anything to birth and you don't need anyone at all ever. That may be true for some. And so go for it if you feel full of all the inner wisdom and lifetimes of knowledge and have full confidence in that. And if you want to attend births with no knowledge and no experience, I suppose you should go for it. But for most modern day women, the connection has been somewhat severed or maybe lost a bit. And knowledge is fantastic because it helps reconnect us with our intuition. It is not either or as many people selling courses to not know anything about birth are pandering. And with midwifery, what people don't even come close to understanding is that learning skills connects us to a deeper knowing and ourselves and isn't a way to have power over, but to fully be able to support, not only a quarter of the way. There are birth courses out there about not knowing whether this is as a woman or a midwife, because there is nothing to know that makes no sense and spins the entire discussion around and around on purpose, taking advantage of women that want an easy fix or maybe are too traumatized to really face themselves in that mirror of pregnancy and birth. 
it makes it clear that so much out there is about ego and about selling, rather than truly wanting to show women their power through all of the avenues, information, knowledge, self-reflection, intuition, spirituality, fears, having midwifey women support, working on your partnerships, etc. We are here with you, asking you to step up to be your best self and face yourself honestly in that mirror. We do this every day too. Whether you end up needing or wanting support, a midwife, gasp, or even double gasp, ultrasound, or other technology, it's all yours to want with the knowledge you either have or don't have. I think there's actually more to this post. Isn't that funny? I don't think I copied it correctly from my own Instagram account. Um, I think I just ended it saying, do you, you know, like there is no right way, but follow your own truth. And don't think that doing nothing in quotes is something to aspire to necessarily. Okay, so that's sort of the end of the post, even though I had to ad lib there at the end, you get the gist. So what to say? Again, I feel like I did a good job of saying it at the time. And to be truthful, this was in response to a pretty common theme nowadays, uh, especially on social media. So if you're not on social media, this might be confusing. You might wonder what I'm even talking about. And so I'll tell you, there are many people out there and courses being sold all around the fact that nothing is needed in birth. All we need is our intuition. Everybody has what they need inside. Skills are dumb because midwives are dumb. And those things are too interventive and there's too much interference just inherent in skills and midwifery that we're going to throw it all out. We're going to throw it all out. Bad pun. Throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're done. We should just be squatting in fields. Great. I mean, great. Like if you're one of those people and there probably are women out there like this, great. I think you should totally go for it. If you just don't need anything, you don't need to know anything, you don't need anyone, do it. But it's not everybody and it's not even close to everybody. So the irony, of course, is obvious that most of the people touting this are on social media. They're not talking to the people that are, you know, totally connected to nature, disconnected from technology. They're not. They're talking to other women who spend a lot of time on a computer, on social media, are having their first babies, are in the Western world, right? And most of those women, and I think I have every right to like make this assumption because I talk to so many of them, Um, Most of those women, even though they want to be connected, they want to be intuitive, and they might be to a certain degree, they do feel knowledge is helpful. So it's this kind of like uh, backwards attempt at making women perhaps feel bad that they do want knowledge or they do want someone there because they have everything they need. But if you have everything you need, then why would you buy a course? It's very confusing. It also makes me wonder how free birth became a thing that's not even free. Like if you think about it, right? I mean, unassisted birth being the kind of like more generic term. Sure, people have been having babies forever without anyone there, maybe. 
um, or anybody in a quote-unquote medical role, which also really starts to make this a convoluted discussion because I don't consider myself a medical provider, but I digress. But free birth as that term, as that fad, as that genre, as that like isolated little world that it is, um, it's not free anymore because you're supposed to then hire a birth keeper who also paid for a course that they didn't really need because they didn't learn any skills. And we're just like talking around in circles and it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. But funny enough, I'm actually not supporting that we get on either side of the fence. I'm not. And those of you that know me, have paid attention to our work, um, aren't really interested in just making like these grand generalizations about what we do, know that there is no black and white. And I think I even have a podcast called that from many, many years ago. And I say all of the time, it's not always or never. So we have this like giant pendulum swing going on right now in history right? Like, let's take note of it. Let's agree on that, perhaps. That the one side is always or never that, you know, home birth is bad, is evil. Um, Even birth at home, well, I'm confusing myself here, but like, even midwifery that's medicalized is questionable. And even with that, within that subset of the world, medicalized midwifery, And then the pendulum is also swinging within that subset and midwives that aren't medicalized are bad. I mean, it becomes just like the hospital versus natural birth, you know, from 1995 all over again. It's always us against them. And it's always like the people that do all the things and fuck up birth. And then the people that do nothing and fuck up birth. And the pendulum just keeps swinging from side to side. Um, And there is no truth in that. For me, there is no truth in that because the medicalized world isn't always bad, obviously, you know, and sometimes a woman might choose that. And that's the part of the discussion that the pendulum swingers are leaving out, that if you really are about autonomy on either side of that coin, then a woman always gets the final word. You actually don't. So to say to a woman, you don't need anything because it's in you is demeaning if it doesn't feel like it's in her or it only half feels like it's in her and she wants to work on it coming out and being connected in a new way that she has never experienced before. Um, Why is there shame in that? And again, to repeat myself, if everyone has what they need, then what is there to offer? Like, right? What is there to sell? Um, And that's really confusing. (sighs) I get myself all worked up and then I have to drink some kombucha. Hold on. Right. So I don't see how it's any different. The hospital saying home birth sucks and the home birthers saying the hospital sucks. And now we're doing this in all places. So even the people that are free birthing are saying midwives suck and, um, you know, everything they do is too interventive and, and, and the same midwives are saying, but you do need us, but you do need us, but come back this way. No, come that way. And everybody's just confused. To bring it back to what feels important to me, my truth is that there's never an always or never that not listening to fetal heart tones at a birth isn't an always 
because sometimes it's needed. So how do you know in your pregnancy if you're going to feel like that's needed, right? You don't. You don't. So you either have to think through that, in my opinion, and develop some way of knowing either connection with your baby or whatever, or and or you might hire someone like a midwife that you could utilize for that skill. But it's really short sighted to just say, I won't need it. I won't need it because I'm having a wild pregnancy. I won't need it because I'm having a free birth or worse. I don't want it because I'm having a free birth. And when I have a free birth, I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. Well, who's allowing who? So again, the irony of autonomy being lost when women apply these labels and none of it being true, none of it being true. We do need things to birth. We do. And most of it, in my humble opinion, should be internal. But it doesn't mean we don't need anything on the outside. I mean, if you compare it to modern day life, yes, we can grow our own food. I have my own chickens. I can survive on the eggs that I have. But because I live in this world and I've made the choices I have, honestly and fully, and I'm taking responsibility for them, I also go to the store. So it's not that I don't think I could have a garden and fully exist outside of that grocery store system, but it's also there. And I decide at any given moment with all of the ways that I make a choice, if I want to go there, do I want to buy stuff from the external world, right? And it's the same with pregnancy and birth. It's honestly not that different, that we can know we have the capability, we can work on developing it. But also, what's wrong with having someone for support, or having someone to ask a question, or, you know, needing to know about ultrasound, so that you can make a choice. So again, really short sighted, really immature, and really ego filled to just put it out to women, that they should believe what you do. They should believe that ultrasound is bad and nobody needs one. Is that helpful? I mean, really, is that dogma helpful? And, you know, I think it's only in response. Well, I can't say that because that's kind of letting people off easy when I don't think that's the only thing. I think the, the main one of the main reasons is to just directly oppose the medical industrial complex, right? So it takes more work and it takes more words and it's not as clear when you're trying to sell something to say to someone, you know what, ultrasound isn't the devil. Hey, it has risks. Hey, did you know that this could be a risk? Have you read this? Have you listened to this? Um, but also on the other side, let's talk about you. What, do you. what are you uniquely wanting this technology for? Um, what's going on with you? Do you feel comforted by that? Is there something going on with your baby that you want to know more about? Maybe you had a dream, right? So it's ignoring the fact that women and babies and really this process of birth, this initiation is not perfect. I mean, it is, it's perfect for each person, but it's nature. It's nature and an intuitive, conscious woman has the ability to choose and not be allowed by a dogmatic belief or a doctor, right? What does it matter? The dogma is either with the doctor 
and the medical system, perhaps, or the dogma is with rebirth. And like, why is one better? Neither really support autonomy in the most generalized way, right? There's always exceptions. Always or never. So it's this gray area that people are less eager to talk about because it's just not a sellable. Like, can I make a meme about this? If someone wants to make me a short meme (laughs) that sums up this podcast in a sentence, I'll totally take you up on it because I really struggle with having it be concise enough to reach more people. And so what I'm saying is probably preaching to the choir for most of you. It's preaching to the choir for 98% of people. And then every now and then a post like this on Instagram will probably inspire someone new that hasn't come across our work to read it and say, huh, that's really common sense. That's really super common sense. And that's the way I feel. I'm a powerful woman. I don't want to be sold to. I don't want to be told what I should and shouldn't be doing, whether it's natural or not. I want to choose for myself and I want to have that mirror held up to me. And that's hard. You know, I think a lot of women choosing free birth don't want that. And sure, there may not be someone they really trust to hold that mirror. But they don't want that mirror held because it can be really hard to look at yourself in an honest way and to see your fears and to see your shadow and to have another woman see that as well with you and to not judge you and to hold that space. Um, It's really not what we're used to doing. Of course, mainstream midwifery is not this way. Another way that we really feel the work we are doing is different and the way this Indie Birth Institute will be different. Uh, midwifery care is different. And it's, it's, of course, above and beyond anything that I was ever taught. And it's something that I'm continually learning and growing in and wanting to expand. So I just can't sum it up. Sorry, I just can't sum it up in a meme. And I can't sell you a course about nothing. Um, on a post because I wouldn't feel right about that. And it's not even about selling. This really isn't even about that to me. It's about reaching women and showing them how powerful they are. Because I'll tell you my secret and my goal, and I'm sure you'll hear this again on all of this Indie Birth Institute press. I want to change the world. That's all. I want to change the world. And it just so happens that I'm a midwife in this life. And it just so happens that I work in pregnancy and birth and feel most passionate about that in my life. But really, at the end of the day, I want to change the world. And the only way that we are going to change this world is to support each other and model for each other how to be authentically us. And when we're being authentically us, of course, none of this even matters. Like, it doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter what someone says. It does not matter if they tell me I need this or I don't need that. Uh, It doesn't matter if they tell me that I can only call my birth a free birth if it looks like this. I mean, obviously, fuck no. (laughs) My last birth at a hospital was a free birth and it made those people so mad. And that was actually kind of fun. Um, But it was, it was a free birth and I didn't need anybody else to tell me or not tell me what it was. So in the end, if we're all living our truth, Uh, None of these things matter because all the pandering, all the selling of nothing out there by people that have no experience would just fall away. It would not be available to women that were kind of being preyed upon by the lack of integrity, frankly. 
But it's just like birth. We're not there. We don't have everything we need all of the time inside all of us. Um, And I guess to be more specific, yes, we have it, but are we able to find it? And I think that's actually a great way of describing the midwife role and of the healer and of the shaman and of so many archetypes out there that do similar work. It's not that we believe people don't have what they need. So here's where I'm saying the same thing as some of these people out there. I'm agreeing we have everything we need, but can we find it? And do we need help locating it? And that is what a really great midwife does. She helps you find it because she's seen the pieces in herself. She's seen the pieces in hundreds of other women. And she has just a really solid grasp on what those pieces are and what that landscape looks like, even though she's totally willing to remain open and learn and learn that, hey, uh, this woman has a piece I haven't seen before. So that's also part of it. But this idea of super independence, and I guess that's kind of a sub theme, um, this super independence is also a super reliance on something. And I'm not even quite sure what I don't think it's an internal reliance. I think the super independence that has bred free birth, for example, has become a reliance on dogma and sort of um, an untruthfulness about birth. Right? Because the the dominant dogma being fed there is that birth always works. And it doesn't. You know, that's just the grown up way (laughs) uh, of saying it, it doesn't like if you're a grown up, and you're consciously in your reality, and you're accepting your responsibility, you also accept that you're not God that you have a good deal of control. um, And that's not even the word you have a good deal of manifesting creativity over your life. But that there's also lessons that need to be learned. So we don't fully control each and everything that happens to us. Um, So I think it's just a maturity thing. And, you know, I, I try to have compassion for that I try to have compassion for perhaps just the natural lack of maturity that is coming from some places and these courses and all these women who I think are excited to share, you know, share their birth, maybe that they had or or whatever it is and share their excitement. And that's also beautiful. I guess if I had my way, it would just be more transparent, it would just be more honest, it would be hey, I had a great birth, let me share with you how I think I did that. Um, And also, I had one birth. So you know, don't think that my story is going to become your story. I'm just here sharing my light. And that's totally beautiful, and great. And women should share more amazing birth stories for sure. But there's the taking that and again, making it into a dogma that you know, because I did it this way, and I didn't need an ultrasound, and I didn't want this or that, that you should also want the same thing. And, you know, I get it. If we're talking about full responsibility, then if you're on the other side of that, and you're hearing that, you have to say to yourself, I'm not willing to take that on. I'm not willing to take on that judgment that if I do or don't do those things that I'm a bad person, or I'm not a free birther or whatever it is like, that works both ways. So 
women also, perhaps finding their own truth, their own power, aren't so willing to take on what they think is coming at them as a judgment or as a label or, you know, they are not looking for that validation as much. But again, just to kind of tie it back up uh, until we get to that point where every human, myself included, because I'm not there either, every human is just feeling so on top of being human that nothing bothers us and we don't truly need anyone for anything, then here we are. We're in community, hopefully. Uh, We're building amazing things like this Indie Birth Institute where people can come and be supported because there's no shame in that. Of course, that's so silly. Uh, anybody that resonates with it and wants to be a part will. And along the midwife lines too, I know I've pretty much stuck to like women birthing, but it's the same thing. So are you a midwife if you don't have skills and no knowledge or experience? I don't know. I mean, I've had so many podcasts with Nathan and on my own about this. And of course, you know, if I'm being honest, I think no. I think find another word for that. And maybe that's where birth keeper comes in. Because in a lot of cases, it essentially means, well, I want to be a midwife, but I don't have any skills or experience. I just took a quick course where, of course, there was nothing to know, but here I am. Uh, But the word midwife is loaded. We have centuries of what that means. And, you know, here we are trying to debate it. And because nothing is black and white, it should be debated. It also has been largely co-opted by medicalized midwifery, as we know. So we all are finding ourselves right now in a gray space, I think. Uh, Well, I guess if you're really overconfident, maybe you're not. You're doing the black and white thing. But I think I am finding myself in a gray area many of the time, uh, wondering how to talk about these things, what words to use, you know, is it midwife, is it not? How do we talk about these things so that women really, really are aware of their options and can make the best choices for them? And this is just part of it, me blabbing this conversation, the post on Instagram, all of it. It's all just kind of letting it out into the ethers. Perhaps it'll get reorganized up there in the sky somewhere and come down in some lightning bolt of clarity for me. (laughs) I'm not sure. Or maybe for you, you know, maybe you'll have something to share as a result of listening or thinking about this. Uh, And you email me because I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear what you think. And if there are other ways to talk about this conundrum of birth isn't always simple and you never need to know anything with birth is a disaster, right? We're talking about the middle road where life happens and birth is a deep initiation and there's all kinds of things to know. I also think it's just so super arrogant for people to say there's nothing to know. I mean, there's something to know about everything, right? And of course, you should decide how deep you want to go. But even just bodily functions, right? Right, you don't need to know a lot about how to poop. But if you are having issues, or maybe you're just curious about the way you're body works and you're trying to homeschool your children and teach them about how that works or maybe you're looking to optimize your digestion there's always information and we're overwhelmed with information which also maybe is where some of this is coming from like women are overwhelmed google is taking over and there isn't anything to know ladies nothing to know about birth just keep moving it's all in you end of story and yeah i just don't agree i think that's lovely And I love the concept of it, but support and intuition. And as I said in the post, 
knowledge brings us closer to what we really think. And if you don't believe me or you're not sure if that's true, you should test it out for yourself. I think it's true. I think when I learn about something, I can get closer to what I really feel and what I really think. And then I can throw it out or not or throw out this part and not that part. Like it's way more complex usually than a yes or no. It's like, oh, yeah, I did know that. I did deeply know that before I read it in a study. I knew that was true and vice versa. And the same with midwifery skills. Again, this idea that we never need skills because birth is always perfect. And if it's not perfect, it's because someone else fucked it up. No, there are all kinds of free birth stories out there where weird shit happens or bad things happen and people don't know. Um, And there's all kinds of just normal births with a midwife present where we never do anything. So I wish there were rules. I wish there was a way of saying, if you do this, this will happen. But birth is not like that. So if you're wanting to be a midwife, not a birth keeper, if you're wanting to be an actual midwife that has skills that you may or may not need, then come to us, come to our school, come to this Indie Birth Institute, because the skills are easy, I'll tell you right now. And I think that's another point of confusion for those people that aren't even midwives. Um, They think somehow they're really complicated or scary, Uh, doing a vaginal exam, doing blood pressure, oh, how interventive, oh, how awful. No, they're not done with power over, as I said in the post. They're done with an understanding of how our hands are connected to our heart and how every tool, every skill is sacred. So you have to be willing to expand your mind. You have to be open to this idea that all skills are not bad. All things that could be in a birth, even if a woman didn't plan on them, could be actually magical and beautiful for that woman, depending on how they were offered to her. If you're not interested in that, then you're just interested in perpetuating the narrative of this black and white, that it's either all or nothing. And that is just so far from the truth. And because my passion is midwifery and training midwives and seeing them go out in the world and have these special relationships and facilitate and witness these wonderful births, I just can't keep my mouth shut. And I just don't really want to anymore. This post was obviously just the tip of the iceberg with all I've got in there about this. Um, But I think it's important because we get people every day, every day that want to know more about our school. And sometimes this comes up, you know, they think, uh, I don't know if I really want to go to midwifery school. I want to go to births. Um, I think I want to know something because it would suck to sit there and not know anything. But I'm afraid of being labeled. I'm a being I'm afraid of being labeled a medical midwife or, you know, the free birth society won't like me if I become a midwife and I actually have a skill. But what's actually important to you would be my real question because the skills don't determine the midwife. And I know that's confusing because in a more medicalized midwifery model, um That may not be true, that the skills might determine a midwife, or we might make that assumption, oh, she always uses Pitocin, she's that kind of midwife. But in this world, in my world, in this indie birth, midwifery world, um, anything's up for grabs. So if you want to carry some kind of pharmaceutical for that one in a million, you should totally go for it, because why not? But learn to use your skills, learn to connect to women, learn to understand them, learn to always ask permission. It's so much deeper than just a vaginal exam and the trauma that that's loaded with in the mainstream world. 
most people don't even want to talk about that. They're like, oh, that's horrible. That's why I had a free birth. But again, so many conversations here about skills connecting us to this deeper knowing, as I said in the post, and a way to really help us develop into the midwife we want to be. I do think skills are a part of that. I don't think they're all of it. I don't think we're only our skills. I don't think we only should be reliant on skills, but it is a part of being a midwife. Hence, this Indie Birth Institute, one last time, we will be specializing in breech birth with Dr. Stu on board. We will be offering breech training so that this skill, this art can be, um, you know, as he said, reteach breech. Uh, we can reteach it and have it integrate the world, even in home birth, even in midwifery. And again, it's just a matter of resonance, right? There is no wrong or right. All the people that think, ugh, those midwives, you know, they think they need their hands. Um, that's fine. That's fine. If you attend enough births, you will need your hands, by the way. So that's the thing. If you're only going to attend one birth a year, then you may not. And, you know, you'll just live in that reality. And, and that's totally fine, too. In my reality, we're going to support lots of women at this place. We're going to have tons of women coming from all over the world with breech babies, with head down babies, with who knows what, twins, etc. And we want to fully, fully and deeply be prepared to support them. So I think you do need to know lots about birth if you really want to flourish in this work. And last, I think if you're a birthing woman, you should totally decide what you need to know. And if something doesn't feel right, then don't do it. And if you want to know more about something, go learn it. There is no rule book for this process. Don't let anyone, even me, tell you that there is. All right, everybody, with Henna bringing uh, us to a close with her barking, I really enjoyed doing this today. I would love to hear your feedback. And again, stay tuned for all the exciting releases about this Indie Birth Midwifery Institute. Have a great week.